This podcast episode was recorded live by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med at the 2022 ASH Annual Meeting in New Orleans. Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASH Annual Meeting, and I'm here with Dr. Lee from MD Anderson. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for this invitation, Kara. Great. Would you like to tell us about yourself and your research? Uh, so my name is Han. I am an associate professor at MD Anderson. I am part of the rare lymphoma led by Dr. Michael Wong. I lead the Hodgkin's lymphoma, the classical Hodgkin's lymphoma section of the rare lymphoma team. And we're here in the Big Easy in New Orleans, and we're happy to be here to present our awesome data to everybody and, uh, and hoping to help all our patients. Definitely. Our goal. So I know you have uh, two abstracts here. The first one about uh, zolivertimab for CLL and MCL. Would you like to tell us about this one? Yes, we're very excited about this abstract, Zillow plus ibrutinib for relapse refractory mantle cell, CLL, and marginal zone lymphoma. As you know, uh, mantle cell is a very rare subtype of uh, lymphoid malignancy, well, which is one of the rare lymphomas and and fortunately we have many treatment options mm-hmm. and, and we're we're proposing an uh, one additional option that has seemed to have very great efficacy at the same time tremendous safety profile that you know many of my my especially elder population less young population seems to benefit well and in the CLL and MZL we we're getting the data and but really the mantle cell uh, portion of this Zillow plus ibrutinib was very exciting. Uh, as you know, ibrutinib has been a superstar for the past probably a decade. Uh, but, you know, uh, single agent activity has been, I would say, very, very good, but we want to do even better. And we wanted to partner with a, a antibody that can improve the outcomes of these population without increasing the toxicity. And that's what we have with Zillow plus ibrutinib. Mm-hmm. We have seen great tolerability. The, the toxicity rate did not increase because of the addition of ibrut- uh, the Zillow uh, And the efficacy doubled uh, in terms of the complete remission rates uh, and about 20% overall response rate. So we were very encouraged, especially in the CL and in the CLL arm. Also, we saw some very interesting, especially in the TP53 altered, the high risk patients, they seem to do tremendously well. Uh, however, the numbers were small. So I, obviously I need to be realistic and say, hey, we need to do a bigger study in order to see whether this signal is real. Mm-hmm. We're still currently enrolling marginal zone lymphomas for the Zillow plus hybridinib. So if you have any interest, please reach out to me at hunley at mdanderson.org. And we'll be more than happy to discuss with you treatment options. Awesome. Very exciting. Um, so your other abstract on brentuximab um, in Hodgkin lymphoma. Would you like to tell us about this one as well? Yes, the the second abstract, which is a completely <laughs> different histology. I mean, we're talking about classical Hodgkin's lymphoma. It is the most common lymphoid malignancy in under forty. So this mm-hmm. is a you know complete mantle cell CLL is you know sixty five mostly mm-hmm. sixty five, and I'm not saying that it's only in the less young population, but Hodgkin's lymphoma. You know, the median age in our trial is 35, mm-hmm. you know, so you can see that the population. Um, the standard of care has been ABVD uh, since 
Bill Clinton was president <laughs> from Hope, Arkansas. I mean, so we're, we're trying to improve. Yes, you know, Dr. Lee, there has been Echelon 1 study, which was the Brentuximab AVD, which has shown six-year follow-up showing overall survival benefits. So it's great. But what's next? You know, we're trying to get what's next. Can we do better than the Echelon 1? Um, in North America, and, and, you know, I won't talk about, you know, the controversy between Escalator Biocop and ABVD, but, uh, you know, in North America, ABVD has been one of the standards, uh, and we wanted to improve on the Echelon 1. So, therefore, one of the key elements, you know, in the past five years has been the checkpoint inhibitors. Mm -hmm. Immune, it's Hodgkin's is probably the only lymphoid malignancy that really responds to checkpoint inhibition. And we have had great success. So therefore we wanted to incorporate one of the most active agents to the frontline treatment, along with the key ingredients such as brentuximabidotin, and then trying to get uh, omit some of these less young chemotherapeutic agents that has caused us lots of problems. Like bleomycin is, you know, the pulmonary toxicity has been omitted. Now the vinblastine, which was one of the other um, question agent, has been dropped off uh, because the mechanism of action of brentuximab and vinblastine has been very similar. So we did not want to what we call double up on the same mechanism of action. So now you have a very mechanistically, logistically, logical sense um, regimen of brentuximab, nivolumab, and the AD, the chemotherapy backbone that we feel that will aid to our patient population. And so far, we have done that uh, in, in the Last year, we presented as a poster presentation, overall response rate above 93%. Um, complete remission rates of 88%. And so far, we have demonstrated in the longer follow-up, with 17-month follow-up, we're still showing tremendous uh, PFS at 95, close to 95% at, at 12 months uh, calculated PFS. So, and, and then the other thing, obviously, Dr. Lee, I know you, you know, <laughs> there's no such thing as a free lunch. So if you add all these together, you know, what, what is the price, meaning the toxicity? And I agree with you, the, the PD-1, we do have what's known as immune-mediated toxicities that are not seen in ABVD, okay? However, however, we did not see an increase when we combined it with the brentuximab and the AD, we did not see an increase in the toxicity of immune-mediated toxicity as we would have seen for the FDA-approved indication, which is the single agent nivolumab in a third line or above after autotransplant. So we were very pleased. Okay, we did not increase any toxicity, but we feel that we have increased the efficacy and, and the cure rates Oh, that's that's it. With an asterisk, you know, obviously it takes a little time. So five-year follow-up is not there yet. So this is the seventh uh, medium follow-up of 17 months. But mm -hmm. we're very excited. Obviously, there's, you know, great excitement around this. Uh, Hodgkin's is one of these lymphomas that are highly curable. And, uh, you know, our young population deserves the best. And, uh, and we're, we're trying to get closer and closer to the best. I mean, until we get to 100%, uh, and that, that I think is feasible, maybe not in my lifetime, but, you know, in the future lifetime, we're trying to get to that 100%, curing everyone.
Absolutely. It's so exciting. Um, yes. Thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you in, we'll see you at Ash. Yep. All sounds right. great. Thank you so Thanks much. so much. <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast recorded live at the 2022 ASH annual meeting by Oncology Data Advisor and Convey Med. For more expert perspectives on the latest in cancer research and treatment, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at conveymed.io and oncdata.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media for news, exclusive interviews, and more.